The Florida Gators now have two starting safeties to replace for 2023. We're going to talk about that whole situation here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday, first Wednesday of the year, first hump day of the year. There we go. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Rittenwork with whole nine sports and giants country of SI.com. We're just going to dive right into it today. Um, the Florida Gators now have two open starting safety spots for 2023. We'll talk about how to fill those in a little bit. But first up, Rashad Torrance declared um, over the holiday season. Rashad Torrance, true soft, or true junior, could have come back, decided that he was going to go to the NFL draft. I am on record saying that I think Rashad Torrance in 2021 was one of the best safeties in college football. I think in 2022, he had a significant drop-off. I don't think he got worse. Like, that's not my concern. I'm not sitting here going, oh, Rashad Torrance got worse from 2021 to 2022. What I, because, I mean, again, we see players go one strong year, drop off a bit, and then go to the NFL and still be fine. My bigger concern is that Rashad Torrance you know why he got worse in 2022. You know why he played worse in 2022. He played fantastic football under Dan Mullen, Todd Grantham. Like he played fantastic football in 2021. Very heavy with cover one and cover three, allowing him to be more of a deep safety and allowing him to work in that style more. And that's great that you can do that. What concerns me is that once Patrick Tony came in and Patrick Tony came in with more of the two high looks and quarter coverages, that's when he struggled. That's what worries me because NFL teams are moving towards two high looks and, and quarters. And if you struggle doing that, it just seems weird to me to declare at that point. Um, just because, you know, I, I've said it. I think 2021, you were awesome. Cover one, cover three. You were great as the deep safety, which is incredibly difficult to do. I don't want that to be overlooked at all. Like like playing that deep center fielder role and playing it well is incredibly difficult to do. And Rashad Torrance did it very well in 2021. But it's weird to me that as NFL defenses shift more towards those two high looks and quarters coverage, you played in that kind of defense in 2022 and you struggled in it and you had another year of eligibility to come back, get more experience in that defense, play better, be more comfortable with that defense. I still think Rashad Torrance is pretty dang good. I still think he'll be pretty good at the next level. I just think the timing is really weird and really bad. 
if you took, if you're an NFL team and you go, okay, like we're looking for a guy, like, like we play a lot of cover one and cover three, the few teams that still like focus on that, then great. But we're kind of shifting away from that right now. And I will also say this because we're about to talk about Trey Dean leaving. Um, I struggle with talking about the NFL fits with people that are, you know, specifically Florida Gators fans, because you're going to look at these guys and, and you're going to be like, oh, well, I don't like Rashad Torrance because he blew this play. I don't like Trey Dean because he blew this play. In college, it's kind of like, hey, this is who's on your team. This is who you have try to fit the defense around them. Cause you're looking at high school kids and trying to project them to the college level. And that is wildly more difficult. We'll say to do than projecting college to the NFL. So yeah, you can go, okay, well guess what? We, we play cover one, we play cover three. Rashad Torrance is a perfect fit for that. If we're more of a cover team, if we're more of a quarter team, he's not going to be a part of our plan. That's what worries me there where most teams are shifting towards quarters and you don't fit and NFL teams are going to go, well, you don't fit with what we want to do, so we're not going to grab you. Looking at Trey Dean, out of eligibility, going to the NFL draft, he's got his combine invite. Uh, I'm assuming Rashad Torrance got his combine invite as well. Trey Dean posted that he got his. I think he's going to light up the combine. I think NFL teams are going to like him. I think he's going to be an, a better NFL player than he was in college, and I think it's possible Trey Dean is a better NFL player than Rashad Torrance, and I still think Rashad Torrance can be a pretty solid NFL player. But I think with his with trading style and his skill set and his size and his length and his athleticism, I think he's going to look great at the combine. I think NFL teams are going to like him because he's someone who you can do multiple things with. And again, NFL teams are at least when you're looking at college and you're bringing high school players in, they don't always translate anything like what you thought they would because oftentimes they're just significantly better than the competition around them, making them look way better. So there's that. But when you're looking at these high school players and you're bringing them in, you're hoping they can become what you want. But in the NFL, you've got, at least for trading and Rashad Torrance specifically, we'll say you've got a couple of years worth of tape where you can look at them and say, this is the role that we know he can play. So you can look at Rashad Torrance if you're a cover one or cover three team and you know, hey, Rashad Torrance, he can do that. He can play that cover one, cover three style. And you know that he can he can step in and do that. But if you switch to quarters, he's probably going to struggle. Trey Dean, you can bring him in and he can be the, the versatile player that he is. I, I fully support everybody that's like, hey, he's not great. Um, yeah, agree. I, I don't think he's great, especially with this defense. I don't think it was a good fit for him. But at the NFL level, you can look at him and go, okay, well, guess what? We want him to do these few things. And we know he can do it. We want him to play man coverage on tight ends. We want him to rush the passer every now and then. And we want him to be a box safety that focuses on the run. Great. Probably also a pretty solid fit for cover one, cover three style. So while we talk about all this and we look at their NFL futures and and their hopeful NFL futures, I think that's important to take into context, uh, Gators fans, because I know that a lot of Gators fans are going to look at them and go, Oh no, I remember that Tennessee game where he got toasted. Yes, that happened. But NFL teams will go, okay, that happened, but we're not going to ask him to do what happened there. Uh, But we're about to talk about how Florida can actually replace them, both with players currently on the roster 
and players who will be joining the team soon or might be joining the team soon. But first, today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Bet Online. The Florida Gators spent this entire football season, whenever they were underdogs, covering that spread. Except for the bowl game, which is the one time that I bet they wouldn't cover the spread and I took the under. So that was a great day for me. I'll say that. But Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. It's got not just basketball, football, baseball, soccer, hockey, tennis. It's got everything. It's fantastic. Not even just sports, reality TV, award shows, all that. So much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, when we talk about how to replace Rashad Torrance and Trey Dean at the safety room, because obviously there are two open spots, we're going to look at the roster first and who's there. Um, this part is going to be interesting because I feel as though you're not necessarily looking at replacing Rashad Torrance as the free safety and Trey Dean as the box safety. I don't think that that's what you're looking for. I think that this defense, they're they're trying to kind of steer away from the traditional free or deep safety and the traditional box safety. They want guys who can be versatile and let them show a ton of different looks, work different coverages. We know Florida ran cover three this year. That was something they like to do. They shifted more towards man towards the end of the year, but they like to run cover three and they were bad at it. Um, there were some people who were bad at it. Some people who were good at it. Rashad Torrance, good at it. Um, but I think that when you're looking at who's going to take over the role, first name that pretty much everyone is going to say probably, Kamari Wilson, the, of course, true freshman this past season. Fun fact, he played the, I think it was 13th or 14th, 14th most snaps from any defender this year for the Florida Gators, which was surprising because I don't feel like he played the 14th most snaps. Um, 13th, if you remove if you remove Brenton Cox Jr. from the scenario or from the equation. But yeah, I, I, that was. I feel like we spent so much time going. Why isn't Kamari playing? And then here was actually playing a solid deal. But uh, Kamari's the early favorite. There's no doubt about that. He's the only one to be thrown into the fire here. High-ranking recruit, earned playing time as a true freshman, played pretty well at that time as a true freshman. And so I think when you look at who's the next man up, it's going to be the guy that many Gators fans wanted to be a full-time starter this year. It's also going to be awesome, intriguing, maybe worrisome to some, to see him get to play a versatile role. Because when Kamari Wilson played this season, the huge majority of those snaps was not as a deep safety, rather as a box safety slash really glorified linebacker type. Like, he came in, and it was like, okay, he's going to hit somebody right in front of you. And that's fine. Like, there's a role for that. But when you take over this more of a starting safety role, you're going to be playing deep coverage. And I will say, in the very limited snaps that we saw Kamari Wilson play, as the deep man... I was, I don't want to say necessarily impressed because I don't think he did anything amazing, but he exceeded my expectations. I, I thought he would be bad as the deep safety. I don't, I don't think he was bad. I think he was above average, which for a true freshman stepping into the SEC level, 
that's freaking good. So Kamari Wilson is someone that I I think is going to be very good at that role next year. I think that he's going to be a starting safety. I think he's pretty easily right now the best safety on the roster, again, with Rashad and Trey Dean gone. You've lost Donovan McMillan. You've lost Corey Collier. You lost Kamar Wilcoxon, who's playing more of a star, but still you lost Travis Johnson, who's playing star, but could play safety as well. You've lost a lot of guys that could play safety. It's interesting, but Kamari Wilson is the top guy. I cannot wait to see him play more of a deep safety role. I think that his versatility is going to be awesome. Next guy to talk about is Miguel Mitchell, which is an interesting one because like I just mentioned with uh, Travis Johnson, mostly played star, right? Didn't really get to rotate in much as a safety. He played very few snaps outside of the star position. And when he got to rotate in, he was he was pretty good at star. He was. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think it's hard to say he was great or horrible anyway because he played 107 total snaps. We've seen guys play that in two games. It's really hard to evaluate someone off two games worth of snaps, right? Especially when a quarter of your snaps came against Eastern Washington. So if you play two games and a quarter of your snaps are against an FCS team, it's pretty hard to evaluate you, right? So I think with Miguel Mitchell, it's hard to really truly evaluate him from our perspective. Obviously, uh, if you're on the coaching staff or if you're on the roster, you've seen Miguel Mitchell practice. You've seen a ton of reps from him. So you know what he really looks like. I'm curious to see what the plan is with him. Because again, he, he played star mostly when he played, occasionally played as a deeper safety or box safety. So what is the plan? Do you keep him at star? Because Trevez Johnson is gone. So your starting star is no longer there. So do you just bump Miguel Mitchell up? Do you try to play him at safety? I think what I'll say, I think the plan should be spend spring ball and spend preseason fall camp with Miguel Mitchell playing both star and a deeper safety role and see what he does, see how he does, see how he plays and see what you want to do with him. Is he better at star? Is he better at safety? Is he worse at safety, but better than the next option at safety? Figure out that. So I think Miguel Mitchell at least deserves a shot to say, to see um, we haven't seen him play a versatile cover role. That's not surprising. I am interested to see how he plays in an expanded role, not just in terms of, being asked to take on more of a responsibility, but being asked to play a significant number of snaps in a game where he hasn't been asked to do that a ton. So it's hard to evaluate. That being said, South Carolina, he played uh, pretty damn good. So there's at least that for Miguel Mitchell, where South Carolina game, SEC game, he started, he played very well. There's promise, right? And the last name that we're going to talk about is Jadarius Perkins, who is senior been the backup star since he got here ton of experience through juco and through florida i will say coaching staff could decide to keep miguel mitchell at star put jadarius perkins as the deeper safety they could choose to keep jadarius perkins as a star and put miguel mitchell at the deeper safety they could choose to keep jadarius perkins as a backup if they want i will say i am not very um confident in his play or his ability to step up and be that next safety but he is probably going to be thrown into the mix as someone with a lot of experience like we at least know 
I don't think Jadarius Perkins is necessarily good at anything, but I also don't think he's necessarily bad at a lot. I think he's a okay floor, low ceiling player where that might be your best option if the freshmen and the current players don't step up the way you want them to. Personally, I think it's Kamari Wilson. I think Kamari Wilson's the best safety option. But again, there's another safety spot you have to fill. Miguel Mitchell should get the opportunity. Jadarius Perkins probably will get an opportunity. But there are some guys who, whether signed with Florida or not, are going to be joining the team soon. And Or there's going to be guys that aren't on the team yet that could be joining the team soon. And we could see them get an opportunity. We're about to talk about that. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks again, Bangin' Lock Gators, your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. First up that we're talking about is Jordan Castell. He is the guy we're talking about, the safety. He's number one that I'm going to talk about here. I've talked about the role that I see for Tradine. I, I talked about that a lot last year. I've said, let Tradine be your box safety. If there's a team with a tight end that's a good pass catcher, like I wanted to do this against Utah, I wanted to do this against Georgia, which... We did kind of see it against Georgia, but I wanted to do this against Utah. I wanted to do this against Georgia. I wanted to do it against teams that have a good tight end and know that they can throw the ball to that tight end. Let Trey Dean line up as a box safety, and if there's a good pass catching tight end, let him play man coverage on that dude. Just erase the tight end. Enter Jordan Castell. I want him to do the same exact thing with his size, length, and skill set. I think that you could see Jordan Castell step in and contribute early as a true freshman, whether that is playing safety. I don't think he's necessarily a a star candidate. I view Jordan Castell more as a safety that could come down into the box as opposed to a star that can drop back to safety. I realize that a lot of people are probably just going to be like, that's the same thing. I disagree. That's just how I look at this defense and, and the role that Jordan Castell could play. I think he's fantastic uh, based on his high school tape, based on what he's been doing at the Under Armour All-American game, or the practices at least. I think Jordan Castell's been awesome. I think this kid should get more opportunities to be awesome. I hope he comes up and just just cooks once he gets into Gainesville. I think he could step in early play early, start early. Next up is Jakeem Jackson, because while we're on the topic of versatility, and like I said, Jordan Castell is probably a safety that comes down into the box. Jakeem Jackson is someone who could play any position in the secondary. Although I will say, I, I don't, I don't know. I view him more as a corner or star and less of a safety, which is also weird because I know star is like, Oh, safety that plays nickel. Um, Jakeem Jackson is the type where I could see him play corner out wide or into the nickel. And I said last year, I wanted to see teams get creative. I wanted to see the Florida Gators defense get creative with who they put at star. They didn't. Uh, but Jakeem Jackson is someone who with his size, with his length, his athleticism could play a ton of roles. I think I would really prefer him at star because my main reason with his burst and his acceleration is quick first step. I would love to see him use as a star because he can lock up start smaller slot receivers with his length. He can match up with bigger receivers and be more athletic than them. If you have a big slot, he can take on the tight end here and there, but with that quick first step, 
I want to see him used as a pass rusher every now and then. I, I just think that if you send him screaming off the edge from the nickel spot, it's going to be really hard to get in front of him because if you're an offensive tackle, you're going to have to get out to him. If you're a running back, you're going to have to still hold him up. So I think Jakeem Jackson is someone who I would prefer to see more as a star and less as more as a star or corner and less as a safety. But a safety that I think is a dark horse for this early battle, Bryce Thornton. I think that Florida has this year, well, 2023, which is this year, but the 2023 season, I think Florida has a starting sophomore safety in Kamari Wilson and a starting freshman safety in either Jordan Castell or Bryce Thornton. I think Bryce Thornton's a great athlete. He's a he's a bit small. I'm not going to lie to you. He's, I think, 5'10 um, and like 190. So weight-wise, he's fine. I realize 190 is even light for safety, but when you consider that safety is 5'10 and not 6'1, it's a bit different. Uh, but I think Bryce Thornton's a great athlete. And when we've talked about Bryce Thornton with John Garcia, who will be here later this week, uh, we've kind of pointed out how, or John has kind of pointed out how Bryce Thornton has been asked to do a lot as a high school safety. He's been a chess piece, Swiss army knife, jack of all trades, whatever you want to call him. Bryce Thornton has done a lot. This is a defense that asks a lot from their safeties. So I think when you have someone who obviously it's a different defense, obviously it's the next level. It's the SEC. It's not high school. Obviously it's a bit different. It's a bit different there, but I think that just having that experience is big. That's the same thing with Jordan Castell, by the way. Jordan Castell has also been asked to do a lot. He's played a lot of versatile roles. He's a chess piece. He can do a lot with his defense as well, which is some of the reasons that I really like Jordan Castell and Bryce Thornton to get playing time as freshmen. So Bryce Thornton is the last guy on roster that we're talking about here. Jalen Catalan, Arkansas safety, who I know a lot of people like. He's in the portal. I'll say I don't think he comes to Florida. I would love it if he did but I, I just don't see him coming to Florida. I don't see the smoke or the fire, or I'm not hearing his name enough from actual people in the know that are confident that Jalen Catalan could come to Florida, but it would be awesome. He's been a stud his entire time in Arkansas. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes if Florida's pursuing him heavily, um, but they should be. And I think it'd be, it'd be great to see him come in and, and play in this defense that will allow him to play short, play deep, rush the passer, just be a chess piece like we're looking for. That's the name of the game. It's safety in this defense, clearly. You could tell by the way that I'm naming everything and I'm saying chess piece a ton. That's what you want. You want someone who could do a multiple or, or who can have multiple responsibilities. That's what Jalen Catalan could do. And the last player to talk about, DJ Taylor from Arizona State. Our last transfer from Arizona State has been awesome, right? So, I mean, that that's seamless, right? Um but not to be a jerk, I know Florida Gators fans are excited for him. I watched the Arizona State tape. I don't think if DJ Taylor comes to Florida, I don't think he's a big contributor on defense at all, but especially not at safety. I think he'd be purely used as a nickel, in which case I, I don't think that or the star or whatever you want to call it. I think Florida has enough guys that I'm comfortable with stepping in and letting them see how they do at star. I will say special teams, he'd be awesome, but I don't see DJ Taylor being a big contributor on defense. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about your Florida Gators. For your second listen, check out Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordon, Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. Right there for Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryFSI.com, and I'll see you all tomorrow.